Welcome to Don't Cut Me Off Podcast. It's Friday, and today we're going to get into some hot topics. I want you guys to sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. I'm ready to get into it. I ain't going to waste too much time. So let's get ready to have a conversation, guys. What's going on today, guys? Man, it's Friday. And I'm ready to talk. So what's going on? Today I'm about to grind my gears like I always do. So let's get ready to have that conversation. So you already know I'm grinding my gears today on Skip and Shannon. Man, Skip gave me something to talk about. I love it. Today's topic also is going to be about being a superstar in the league and how very important it is through your ups and downs. You got to stay focused. The best players always do that. But right now, man, I want to get into a soundbite of Skip and Shannon and why I'm finna get ready to obliterate Skip because this is what Skip does. Skip likes to get on just like everybody else, and talk about the players and what they can and what they can't do and how they need to show up in big moments. So let me give you an incident where Skip doesn't show up in a big moment, but it yet looks like he breaks under pressure. And this is my thing about people being sportscasters, superstar sportscasters, superstar talking. Man, it's talking. Ain't nothing super about it. Your opinion on days may be better than others. That's really about it. But I'm, I'm, I'm so far beyond. Only superstars to me are police officers, doctors, people that really make a difference in life. Now, in sports, I understand that helps you to take you away from the the troubles and your and the hard times in life you know that's what sports does sports just gets your mind in a different place where you previously were so it's a place where you can go almost high you're going through something you know what i'm saying but this is why i say sports is a game it can be a healing moment as well this can be therapeutic talking it's just talking. Some is better than others. But when you, your job is to sit up and criticize people, you got to be able to take the heat when it come back your way. So let me give you an example right now on Skip and Shannon and watch what the weasel does when faced when face with adversity. So let me get that clip for you real quick. shortage of drama with the NBA playoffs. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale, here with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good
Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, I'm, I'm early on that old net pack early this morning. What are you doing? You not gonna greet me? You know what? I just can't take this. It's your day, it's your show, so why don't you just do it by yourself? I've had enough. Mm -hmm. I'm no, out. I'm it done. It ain't the Can't same. take it. It ain't the same without you. I got to give you what you've been giving Goat James and Jokic for the last six weeks. I need to give you all this. How y'all doing, everybody out there? You know, he he's sulking right now. He gonna try to misdirect you, do the sleight of hand, because he's a magician. He's a magician now. I'm gonna give him credit. He's a magician. He can slide a hand you to death. All right. I got him today. I'm gonna take it like a man, as opposed to somebody who sits across what? from me when Lagon blows it. What, 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 Hold up. I don't care if you just playing. In that moment, you don't walk off a stage. It's your stage. You don't sit there and say you can't handle the pressure. I don't care if you just playing. You an elite sportcaster or conversationalist. <laughs> Stay there. Take it like a man. Don't walk off the stage. It's a big stage. But you got to get criticized too, even if you're just playing. Pull your big, bed, big boy pants up and... Sit there and let Shannon do his thing. Because you know what? Shannon always got to sit there and hear you babble and talk about LeBron James all the time, even when you're wrong. So, man, you got to suck that one up, bro. I'm sorry. You look real weak right there, Skip. Stay there and take it like a man. Don't do that. Don't do that, Skip. Come on. You better than that. You got to show up in the clutch. You a clutch performer. Great players. Oops, my fault. Great sportcasters. Don't do that. They step up in very tense situations. And if that was the idea of comedy, you're terrible, bro. Like I said, you're almost like a vampire. No emotion. So you couldn't even sell it. So, <laughs> and you're definitely not an actor. So, yeah, terrible. I have to give you a grade of zero. Not able to perform in the clutch moments. Oh, and leaving the stage. Oh, man, when you're a performer... If I pay for a ticket and you lead the stage, I want my money back. Shannon looked like a champion after winning a tough series, popping bottles. What do you do? You have that uh, championship talk, you have that cigar, and you're ready to go party. So Shannon, like you always do, he step up in clutch moments. That's all I had to say about that. Let's get into the topic. So today, I'm going to be talking about superstars. Superstars in superstar moments, in clutch situations. When you get to the playoffs, you find out who are the pretenders, and you find out who are the actual superstars. You can go the whole season looking like a superstar and then when you get to the playoffs you look like a pedestrian now here lies the problem that i have when criticizing players and why i say sometimes you criticize too far in advance because of expectation expectation is 
when someone expects you to excel better than 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 expected. That's what expectations is. And when you don't, it's disappointing. People are disappointed. They'll talk about you. They'll make you feel less than. But let me tell you this right here. That's what pressure is when you're a superstar. In the face of adversity, when people are counting you out, you step up. But the last I seen, it's a seven-game series. Every single series out here. So, why is everybody coming down on Kevin Durant? One of the greatest players of all time. Who's already stepped up in big moments. You know why? Let me explain to you why. They can't get over the fact that Kevin Durant left OKC to go to Golden State and won his championships and was the MVP in both games. Oh, and by the way, the one time they didn't win the championship is when he was hurt, but they were supposedly supposed to be able to win it if he wasn't there at all. So they're trying to say, other, other sportscasters are trying to say, he needs this ring. He needs to prove that he can be able to lead a team without any help. So explain to me, when was the last time any superstar player or any player at all won a championship without any help? Even LeBron James, when he took the Cleveland Cavaliers, other players still had to hit shots. It wasn't LeBron against five. It may have seemed that way, but other players still had to hit shots. So they're going to continue to bash, oh, he's not stepping up. This is a disgrace. Okay. So he's going against the Boston Celtics. They have a, obviously has a, have a game plan in place, which every team should have when you go against the Nets. You focus on making it hard for one of the players. So if one of the other players go off and the rest of the team don't participate in helping and scoring, you can beat them. Because if they're hitting on all cylinders, including getting help from the bench, you're going to lose. That game could have went either way. But no, you got to have the narrative. Now the narrative is Kevin Durant should be ashamed of himself. About what? What is he ashamed about? The last I seen, Tatum hit a bucket for the Boston Celtics to win. So if Tatum would have missed that shot, what would the narrative be? They need the narrative. Neither anybody, ex-basketball player, that's an average player, that opens their mouth 
couldn't hold Durant's jockstrap. Big Perk, who was nothing but a defensive player. No offense. His job was to beat you down, grab boards, and be an enforcer. And I ain't knocking that. But you can't critique a Hall of Famer when you're not a Hall of Famer. You can't critique a player in just two games. You can have an opinion, but you hit sure as hell can't get on there because you got it. You getting paid just to talk and to be different, which I get. But this is Kevin Durant. The series is 2-0. Boston did what they were supposed to do, which is hold home court. Tatum did what he was supposed to do. Stepped up in big spots. Marcus did what he's supposed to do. Jalen, the team, the coaching, everybody stepped up. And then they try to throw in Steve Nash and his inexperience. Hell, on the other side, with the Boston coach, this is his first time leading a team. When you're assistant to me, it don't count. You have to have led a team in some type of aspect where you are calling the plays, not assisting in the plays. Steve Nash didn't have no experience. Neither did Steve Kerr. So that narrative is dead. Michael Jackson, get that out of here. Moonwalk that backwards. No one cares about that. The disrespect that these sportscasters are showing towards Durant, Durant don't give a flying flute about what anybody is saying. He locked in to the next game. So is Kyrie Irving. They're on the floor. Oh, the moment, is this moment and that moment. What moment? What moment? The game that they lost, it was a loss based off a shot that was made by Tatum who stepped up, he did his job. He fulfilled his role as the star of the team. Tatum could have easily missed that shot, and it would have been all on Tatum on how he should have hit that, and he has to show up. These players already know they have to show up, so why do you continue to say that? But watch how the narrative spins if Kevin and Kyrie have games that leads to wins. Dog, this is NBA basketball. Seven-game series, back and forth. Some nights are going to be good. Some nights are going to be bad. No one plays at a high level at all times. You're going to have off nights. So you can draw up a, a play board and show what this player didn't do. You can show what Kevin did and how he missed this shot. So what? The game is still going on. You don't think the Nets will make adjustments? Steve Nash got a year under his belt. And I ain't making no excuses if you don't have this player or that player. Bucks don't have Chris Middleton. They still got to play and defend their championship. It is what it is. Giannis knows about the moment. He already understands. You know why? Because Chris knew about the moment when Giannis went down with the same type of injury. And Chris had to step up for about two games. 
and lead his team while Giannis was out. Hold, hold fort until Giannis come back. So Giannis, it's no different. The roles are reversed now. The superstar has to hold to hold his own while the sidekick is out. And other players got to step up. Middleton haven't been playing great. You think he don't realize that? What makes you think these players don't realize that? Sometimes you have a tendency as a player to try to do too much when you're not getting any help. So think about the pressure on Kevin and Kyrie. Well, people say, well, look at the salary. They're supposed to step up. Okay, but you can't make the ball go in the bucket if it ain't your night. Superstar players have off nights, too. Sometimes they have two bad off nights. So the narrative always got to be, this is the disgrace. This person should be ashamed of themselves. You go do it. Where's your pressure points, pressure situations, when all you can do is sit behind a mic and talk? Perk wasn't knocking down big-time threes when he was with the Boston Celtics. He was doing the job he was paid for. That was KG. That was Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Rondo. He was important in the role that he played. But they sure wasn't kicking the ball to him to hit shots and trying to put him on the line. That's a fact. So what do he know about pressure? He know about playing in a championship. See, if you ain't the one that's actually taking the shots, you ain't the one that's actually uh, leading your team as far as you are the important piece, then sometimes you just don't want to hear that person. And not saying that defense is not an important piece. He did play an important piece. He did do his part. But let's be clear. Boston could win without Perk. Perk couldn't win without Boston. So it's a big difference. When you sit up and you talk, Skip Bayless, and always look for a way to change the narrative of what a player's not doing, man, those are the ups and downs of sports. How much you getting ain't going to do nothing with you missing shots because you're getting the same money whether you're missing or making. The moment ain't too big for Kevin, Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. These are championship performers that perform in championship moments. But they're also a team that don't have any actual solid players around them to help. Every player they have is either a little past his prime or hurt. They don't have Dimwitty. They don't have Levert. See, you got those players. You didn't let you don't let those players go. It's a different story. Those were big time game players. You don't have that now. You look you look very pedestrian. You have Seth, Seth Curry, but what history of Seth Curry does he have in the playoff with just lighting it up? He's gotten better. But where's the history of him lighting it up? I don't see that. You see it? I don't see it. He plays in spots. Where's LaMarcus Aldridge? It's playoff time. 
Where's Blake Griffin? I don't know. Maybe these players are hurt. But if you can't rely on players that you have on your team, people that's on the roster, when you're on the roster, you're on the roster to contribute. I don't I don't have my problem is if I have a 12 man roster, everyone is playing. If on that 12 man roster, I have to cut my bench to four because I don't trust the other four, then they don't need to be on my team. I got to be able to trust all 12 players. Ain't no such thing as an eight-player roster. It's a 12-player roster, and I think it's extended to 15. I don't know. But my point being is everybody on the team has an important role to play. I don't need players sitting at the end of the bench cheering if you're not going to be helping Michael Jackson. And if you don't understand what Michael Jackson means when I say it, it means beat it. So whenever you hear me say Michael Jackson, that means beat it. Get out of here. Move around. You're on the team to help. Does the does the weight of the world fall on the star players? Of course it does. Man, this ain't no commando or Rambo movie where one player go against the whole army and win. That ain't how it works. You can be the greatest general in the world, but if you ain't got enough people, enough enough firepower behind you, you're going to die. You got to at least have some type of help. When you go to wars, you don't go to wars on your own. You always enlist another country. I ain't making no excuses for the Nets at all. They didn't show up. They had a bad night. Now the pressure is back on them. Stop being so disrespectful to two great players who've already proven what they do in clutch moments. Boston did what they were supposed to do. I just don't get it. Some teams went in and split. The goal for each team, the home team, the goal is to win both games. The visitor team, the game is to get one. Some teams went in and got one. Some teams went in and took went up 2-0. And some teams went in and went down 0-2. You're doing the job that you're supposed to do. Everybody can't hit out of this world all the time. If anything, you give Durant and um, Kyrie the benefit of the doubt instead of getting on the TV talking crazy. Paid commentary is not 100 keeping it real commentary. It's perform for my audience commentary. Say outlandish things commentary. But that's the difference of a superstar player or being a superstar player and having the pressure that you have to perform at all times. Keyshawn Johnson, superstar player, performed. But he also had bad nights. He'll tell you that. Jay Williams. Only pressure moments for him was in college. He didn't he didn't he wasn't no superstar. He was an average player in the pros. Though he was only there for a very brief moment. He didn't show flashes of being a superstar. He showed flashes of being a good player. I never been in the league, so I I'm nothing. I played basketball, but I didn't have a name. Good player. Got cut short due to some personal things. And due to me also just not being good in school. Just 
being young and dumb. But I can observe and see and have an opinion just like them. So his superstardom was in college. You have bad nights. Yes, they have a right to be to be able to criticize the star players. But when you don't give these players an opportunity for redemption and you're so quick to jump the gun in a certain performance, you made to look foolish when the player comes back. Then you wonder why the players just don't want to talk to certain people. Like, bro, you a hater, bro. You was the same person up there talking about what I'm not doing. I'm hooping. I've been in these moments. I'm a veteran. You just continue to talk sideways. Let me do my job. I'll deal with whatever consequence come with that. That's how the super these players be looking at when these pe people come sideways with them on all these different freaking talk shows saying the same thing. Get the mic out of some of their faces. Don't nobody want to hear them talk nonsense. Be logical. Nobody want to hear animated Stephen A. Smith who not. We're the old Stephen A. Because he's the new one suck. The new one is a hater. Skip always suck. I love Shannon. Shannon say some sideways things sometimes. But I love Shannon. I tell you all. I tell you all all the time. He the man on that show. I love uh, Keyshawn Johnson. 100% keep it real. But he is an optimistic individual who likes to see things play out. And not so quick to jump the gun. Not have those tendencies to just jump the gun too fast and make a prediction too fast without letting something play out. Sometimes let it play out. It's like riding on a, a roll full of potholes. It's going to tell you the first three miles going to be bumpy. So either you find another route, which will prolong your drive, or you go ahead and you weather that road. Until the road smooths out. Some people. Take the easy route. Don't want to deal with the roughness. Of the road. So they go another direction. Say they'll just rather go the long way. Worried about my suspension. The difference is a champion. Well. I got a $100,000 car, or I got great suspension. The suspension is supposed to be able to get through these rough moments. So if I can't ride my car over this for three miles without worrying about my car, then I don't need to. I need to upgrade my vehicle. Or I need to get another car because I sure don't have no faith in my vehicle that I bought. A player that's clutch. They weather the storm. I'm going to ride through this because you know what? In three miles, it's going to smooth out. So I'm going to ride it out. Let these players have their redemption. Won't you give Boston some credit? Every time you do stuff like that where you try to focus in on Kyrie or focus in on Kevin Durant or focus in on any kind of star, you always, y'all don't understand how y'all negate the hard work of the other team. Detroit used to bust 
Jordan and them ass because they play hard defense. Jordan got his points, but they played tough, hard-nosed defense. I'm not comparing Boston to the Detroit defense, but I'm saying is you make them work. Make other people kill us. And you know what? When you make the stars work and the stars, you put them in a situation where they're struggling and they don't have a supporting cast, that is the result. For them to still only lose by a point. That was great. This is not an 0-3 situation. This is a team that did what they're supposed to do. But when you're a superstar, that's the pressure that put in front of you. But let the superstar give him an opportunity to shine. Let him show that he's a superstar. Holler at me when they're out. And then highlight his whole performance throughout the series, not the first two games. Don't do that. Please don't do that. But let me tell you about pressure moving on from them. Moving on to the Minnesota and the um, Grizzlies game. Now, John Morant just showed you what a superstar does in big moments. The Memphis Grizzlies. Who I said, man, you know, they could possibly lose. If Minnesota is playing like they're supposed to. But what did Memphis do but ball out? What did John Morant do but put a chokehold on Minnesota and them collapsing the way they collapsed? And then they try to get on the coach, which I do agree. The coach, you're supposed to call a timeout. You're supposed to slow the momentum. Rookie mistake. I'm not going to call you out your name. I'm not going to call you dumb. I'm going to say it's a tough learning lesson. Big Cat. These guys are young. They ain't got no experience. And it shows. I'm not finna go half a glass of wine if I'm a competitor after I have a collapse like that. I'm gonna go look in the mirror. And I'm gonna go get back in the gym. And I'm gonna get up with the rest of my players. And I'm gonna hold a team meeting. Ain't no way in hell that should have happened. Look at yourself in the mirror as a competitor. You do not allow a team to come back like that. If you can't buckle up as a defender and hold a 26-point lead, that's more of a you problem. And it's a leadership problem. And the leadership it starts, I'm sorry, at the head coach. Wine ain't going to fix the way you just got whooped. It's going to help you go to sleep. Try to help you to forget. But in the morning, you will be reminded from every sports show and every ESPN rerun or uh, of showing how y'all collapsed. You can't hide from that. Now think of if they had a player like a Jimmy Butler. And I believe that's what Jimmy Butler was saying. That the players are not tough mentally. 
They fold under pressure. All the talent in the world, if you can't display elite level in the biggest moments, then it's something wrong, and that's where you get caught a regular season player. It's a title as a superstar you don't want because it's basically saying you don't perform in championship moments. Every round of the playoff is a championship moment. There is nothing regular about the playoffs. It is a championship moment every single second, every single time, every single possession. There is no downtime mentally. You have to be locked in. When the playoffs come around, you shut your family out. You lock into your craft because you got the regular season to kick it and have fun. You've been paid money to perform. So you should at least have that much respect for your team, your organization, and your fans to lock in and give your best at 110% no matter what. It's no way Minnesota, all of them is held accountable. From the coach to the assistant coaches to the players. As a player on that team, I'm going to keep it 100. We losing like that. My coach don't call a timeout. If I'm the leader of that team, if Big Cat could have made some big strides showing that he's changed by calling a timeout himself. Dealing with the coach on the sideline if he had to say something about it. We need a time to pause. We need to re-catch re our breath. We need to stop the bleeding. Again, that shows an experience on all levels. From the coaching staff to the players. It's a tough learning lesson because this is not the moment that you want to have learning lessons. It's already hard to get to the playoffs. So this is not the moment to have to go through that. As a competitor, being a competitor from the time you were young playing this sport, you already know about the importance of showing up in big moments. You already know about the importance of focusing in on defense and stopping your defender. You already know but know that if you're a skilled player on both ends of the floor, it's very important for you to play at a high level on both ends. And if you're only good at one end, then you need to focus on being good at that end. But everybody needs to focus on being good on both ends because that's how you win games. Not just on offense. You can score 200 points, but if you, you let the other team score 201, what have you just accomplished? Nothing. The mental games that you play with your opponent, talking, hitting, whist whistling in their ear, blowing in their ear, that's all part of the game. Talking crazy, talking about their family in a respectful manner. That's all part of the game. Once you can throw somebody off that game, that's how it works. Superstar Players have superstar mentality. What John Moran showed you is we some dogs. That's what he said. Go drink your wine. We finna worry about sweeping you the rest of the way. So you drink wine while we get back and recoup and get back in the gym and get ready to put it back on you again because we done found, we done broke your spirit. We have broken you. You have been officially broken physically and mentally by collapsing like that. So it's your job now to capture whatever you had to get that 26-point lead to bring it back the next game and then close it out. Because that's embarrassing for your city and organization. Again, I'm not going to call nobody dumb or stupid. It's a hard lesson you just learned.
Y'all not ready for this. Y'all not ready for that type of spotlight, that type of pressure. You can have flashes, man. Flashes is not consistency. Consistency is you take whatever you take throughout the regular season that you consistently did and you carry it on into the playoffs, but you take it to another level. That's what great players do. Basketball is more mental sometimes than physical because you can be a physical specimen and be weak mentally. You can be a great athlete but be weak mentally. I can say your tooth crooked and throw you off. You ready to fight. Think about that. Mentally weak. Focus on praying. Lighting the incense. Sitting in a room. Playing ocean music. Whatever you got to do to get yourself mentally prepared for the playoffs, you need to do. Get a therapist. Because once you've been in the league four or five years, there's no excuse. If you've been able to collect hundreds of millions of dollars, there ain't no excuse. That's 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 highway robbery. When you can rob a team for all that money and don't and then don't perform, you perform in in non adequate moments, or you perform in non in moments that's not important, like the regular season, but not the biggest moments. Utah got their money's worth with Carl Malone and John Stockton. They went to they went to championships. Did they win? No. Because they went against another team that was just as good. And that team played better. It's all about who plays better down the stretch. Especially if it's equal and it's going back and forth like a heavyweight fight. Who's going to have the endurance to overcome? And push it to the next level. That's what superstars do. That's what transcending players do. That's why LeBron is such a great player. Though he have his up and down, that's what he does. He just couldn't get it done this year. He miscalculated. Players were not healthy, but they're not trying to give you an excuse when you got four Hall of Famers. So Memphis just got to recuperate. You got to recuperate. Embarrassing moment. The, the moment is over. You got a fresh start. It's like filing for bankruptcy. Your credit is a mess. You dial chapter 7 and you start all over. Right now, mentally, you need to dial, you need to, you need to file for chapter 7 mentally and start all over. And get a fresh start. Because being down 3-0, that don't mean nothing. Being down 3-1, that don't mean nothing. We've seen players, we've seen teams come back from that. Is it is it is it not likely? Of course it's not. But is it impossible? No. Nothing is impossible. In life nothing is impossible. Everything is imp is possible based off the individual that's trying to achieve that goal. Only way that a person can be stopped from achieving if they just stop and don't try. Moving on. Denver Nuggets. My favorite topic. Joker once again, your regular season play does not matter in the postseason. Yesterday's game is not today's game. So you playing outstanding 
the previous game has no bearing on the game in front of you. Yesterday's game is not today's game. When the Nets go home and play Boston, yesterday's game is not today's game. That's for any championship team who loses or wins. Yesterday's game is not today's game. Every game is different. Period. So all that stuff, people talk, them sports people, everybody, it doesn't matter. Michael Jackson away, let it all play out. Stop with the talking and talking crazy from with cha- about champions. You can criticize all you want, but the game is not. The series don't be over. It ain't over until it's over. But Joker, again, just not stepping up. Opportunity to win the game. He needs to have the ball in those moments, and he needs to be able to perform. When you are an MVP of the league, that means you are paying at a level higher than everyone else. But what's the purpose of being an MVP if you can't carry that level into the playoffs, get locked in and focus, and and elevate and make people better? Let me explain to you the mindset of a competitor. I hate losing. I love defense. I like getting other people involved. I like having game plans. What kills me is lack of passion. What kills me is letting somebody just come in and do whatever they want without me putting up an effort. You have to take the initiative to play harder than your opponent. You can't allow your opponent to come into your home and dispatch you to where you're down three zip. Again, is it possible to come back? Of course. But in this situation, highly unlikely. Golden State is going to close out Denver unless it's a massive collapse. A massive collapse. I promise you that. But I put the blame again on the MVP. The best player always going to get the blame. Just like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But then again, you have to remember, like I say, yeah, I'm going to blame them. But Golden State did their job. Golden State, high IQ players. They understand the Joker is their best player. Do what we got to do to ruffle his feathers. Make those other people step up. Do they have the will and the mind, the mindset to be able to step up and perform in big moments? Once you snatch, snatches, snatch a person's soul, it's over. Your lifeless body walking around like a zombie. It takes an individual within themselves to be a competitor. And say, "Uh uh-uh, not on my watch. If I got to coach you up to play defense, you don't need to be on the team. If you're on the team, you post to participate in helping to win games. You are not there to be a cheerleader. 
if I have 12 players and I only can play six or eight, then you are not a valuable piece of my team. If I cannot play all 12 players, I will say this again. I don't need four cheerleaders. I need a player that can come in and play whenever I call his number. You are being paid to play, not to sit and clap. And if you're going to continue to get these type of players in which you can't play them, then they don't need to be on the team. Carry a team of only eight people. Five and three on the bench. It's just nonsense. Where some people just don't suit up at all. Superstar player, elevate everybody else. Get into their faces. But some players are just passive. Some players don't have that gene. All they know is to play. They don't know how to make other people better around them. Or they don't know how to have a team meeting. And let them know the importance of the playoffs. But how you going to do that when you've never been there and never been in those moments? You get all the glory for the one-game series in the regular season. And how dominant you are. That's any player that's killing. Joel Embiid, what did he just show you? He an MVP. He gave Toronto what Toronto gave them when Kawhi Leonard was there. When Kawhi stopped them from going to a championship from that lucky bounce that went in. Because that game was Phillies. So a few years later, here go Embiid. He returns the favor with a dagger. Because Toronto played better that game. But Embiid said no. Not this time. And it was just, it wasn't a, a layup. It wasn't a dunk. It wasn't a 15-footer. It was a three-point dagger. That's almost like a dead shot. He deserved that. Embiid is a great player. Even if he is hampered by a player that don't tend to step up in the playoffs in Kevin and um, James Harden, who I like and I think is a great player. For just some reason, he just don't perform in the playoffs. And it's an enigma that has followed him. And the only way you break that is it's like breaking a curse. Just got to gotta perform. Doc Rivers got to break the curse of bad coaching in the playoffs. A leader motivates. A general leads. If you can't lead, you can't motivate, then you're a lifeless body on the sideline. You're a lifeless body in the game. All that leading by example, that ain't going to get it with some players. You got to get and show the passion to say, look, man. That's why I like Marcus Smart. He wasn't playing around. We ain't winning no championship. Y'all go G-ball. And, and Oh, and by the way, we all need to play defense as well, too. Jimmy Butler, same way. Players respond because players understand that they're right. I'm being paid to hoop, play defense and offense, and show up in big moments. It ain't all about partying and kicking it. You got all that stuff. We get that. You're financially secure. Do your part as an employee 
who's being paid to perform. So now we're finna see if this is finna be another first round exit or another early exit. So that says, hey, Joker, you you can't, you're not that type of player. You're a piece of a championship. You're not the championship. Giannis shows you what a transcending player does. LeBron shows you what a transcending player does. They take the team on their back and they lead. That's what five-star generals do. If you're a four-star general, it's something you got a weak link somewhere. It's a weak link somewhere in you when you're a four-star general. But when you're a five-star general, oh, yeah. You strong all the way around. And that's what I talk about. You know? These players, they got to show up. You a superstar. Ain't no excuse. But you have opportunity to do that. And I ain't going to come down on the players. Because I know what some of the players is capable of doing. It's all about what how you going to react now. What is going to be your response? And last and, about, and, la and last and not least, Utah Jazz. <laughs> All I can do is shake my head. Utah Jazz have a good team, two good capable players, a defensive player uh, of the year candidate every day, every year, I'm sorry. A young budding superstar. And you're losing to a team without their superstar. Or a superstar that's hurt and not at full strength. Again, pressure moments. You can't handle a pressure moment. And when you can't handle a pressure moment, you find yourself in these type of situations. You're down 2-1 now. The Mavericks are doing what they're supposed to do. The Jazz was supposed to win this game. But again, it is all about the passion to play harder than your opponent. And again, it goes back to coaching. It goes back to coaching. It always goes back to coaching. Who is your leader? I'm looking at the roster for the Mavericks. You got Brunson. Klebler. Green. 
Bartans, Finney Smith, Bullock, and that, that player that I said the Nets shouldn't have got, up, got rid of, Mr. Dinwiddie. Going up against the Utah Jazz players, Bondanovich, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, Jordan Clark. Bro, they got a better roster without Denver having their superstar player. You get 24 from Bondanovich, 15 from Gobert, 32 from Mitchell, 21 from Conley, 14 from Clarkson. That should be enough for you to win, but you're losing to the B squad. Because these there's no names that jump off your, your face on here. Brunson is okay. Besides Dimwitty, who was a 20-point scorer with the Nets, him and Levert before Kyrie and them playing, came. Who on that on the roster of the Mavericks that you saying, oh yeah, they 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 got some killers. Man, Utah should Utah should be up right now three zip. Again, pressure moments. Pressure moments. Utah should be going into the next game for the sweep. And you think it's going to be any different when their star come back? Oh, no. This is the classic not stepping up in pressure moments which superstar players need to do that. Donovan Mitchell, superstar player. Yeah, he had the points. But your superstar defender need to hype up his team. This is the moment. We all need to defend. We need to close this game out. But that ain't what happened. This is the importance of a superstar player. You have to play in the biggest moments. You have to motivate your team. You have to get everybody on the same page. Your coaches need to be able to coach. And then the coach, if the coach is not playing as a superstar player, you need to call a timeout and you need to tell the coach, we need to do something different. You're getting paid $35 million. Nine times out of ten, you're getting paid more than the coach. Your words mean something. Use it. Don't shrink. Every one of these teams that have lost or have won, they have an opportunity to either close out or get back into the series. It's not over. Show your worth. Man up. It ain't time to take have a drink of wine. It's time to get back in the gym. Time to look at some tape. That's what time it is. It ain't time to sip on wine. You sip on wine in the off season. Get in the gym. Watch some tape. Strive to be great. Okay? Strive to be great, not mediocre. That's where I'm at. That's where all these players need to be doing. It's, it's sad, man. The competitive spirit is sad. And that's why Jimmy was the way he is. Because he's uber competitive. That's why you love players like that. He already sensed it. They ain't got it. They ain't got the killer mentality. But a lot of players don't. And if you can't take criticism and you whine and cry, it shows that you're mentally weak. That's what it shows. That's where I'm at. But other than that, man, you know, I always love coming back talking, man. Download me, man. Listen, okay? 
I'm going to continue to bring the heat. Other than that, you guys have a blessed day, and I'm out.